2: To Theater Geeks Anonymous. The podcast about Broadway flops, scandals, and new work. I'm your host, Ebony Vines. And I'm your host, Pamela Shandro. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Theater Geeks Anonymous podcast. On the Broadway Podcast
1: Network and all your favorite podcast listening apps. Thank Thank you remember how I was talking to you yesterday and I was like, I am um, i don't want to do anything tomorrow. I just want to sit and just chill. It but- sounds like
2: you did a lot. <laughs> I know.
1: Because then you and I had decided that we were yeah. going to go ahead and record this. And I was like, okay, well, as long as that's the only thing, then it should be okay. But then I woke up and I was tooling around and whatever. And I looked at the clock and I was like, something I'm supposed to do something today. And I knew about the podcast, but there was something else niggling and I didn't have it written down anywhere. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I looked over to the side and I saw this big package that's been meaning to be mailed for the last couple of weeks. And I went, that's what it is. And so then I took that package to the post office and they mailed it off. It's from my best friend for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And then I was like, I should probably also go to the grocery store. So while I'm out, I'll just go ahead and go to the grocery store. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I need to drive my car because I have to do it weekly. Otherwise it will die again, which is always really fun. Um, and so I went to go and start it up and go, but then there was a big pile of snow behind it. So then I had to like un- uncover the snow off of the car and then also shovel out the snow behind the car. And then I was like, I'm exhausted. So I just let it run and I didn't drive it, which is not what I'm supposed to do, but I can be forgiven. <laughs> and then I sat down on the couch and I started watching this show on Disney Plus called On Point, which is adorable about the school of... Uh, uh, sab something academy of ballet okay school academy no it's not school academy that'd be <laughs> that'd be redundant yes sab but the american uh, the uh academy the new that okay. feeds into new york theater okay ballet, or new york ballet uh and it's really cute and then i was like oh my gosh <laughs> i forgot about the recording which also means that i re- forgot to watch the episode <laughs> But I was only three minutes late, so that was—I yeah.
2: was pretty impressed with myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it also helps to have a very understanding partner. So thank you. <laughs>
2: I'm like, I'm off today. It's like whatever you want, friend. Whatever you want. <laughs> <sighs> but I'm ready now.
1: Boy, this episode packs a punch.
2: Yes, it did. Lots yes, of stuff, it did.
1: Lots of stuff comes to light. Yes, But we don't really get any real concrete closure for yet.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's all. We always, I feel like they. this is a device of this show and yeah. other shows as well, but this show in particular, because we've been watching it nonstop basically. Yeah. Uh, that every three episodes or so, they'll just have one episode come in where you're like, "All oh, so much information and we're going to throw it at you, but give you no uh, at-, at all reconciliation to what's going to happen. Yeah. So enjoy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we'll find out what happens in episode 12. But this <laughs> is episode 11 of Smash
2: Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like
1: mm-hmm. it. It's good. It is. Which one do you want to start with Hitlist or Bombshell?
2: Um, I think we ended on bombshell last mm-hmm. episode. So I say let's start with bombshell. I
1: think that's a good idea because also the beginning of this episode is Bombshell. Bombshell. Yeah. So we open up Tom in an empty theater going, Hello? Hello.
2: <laughs> I knew what this was gonna be Me that <laughs> I was like up. I know it's about to happen yeah oh yeah because he's
1: 30 minutes until curtain is anyone here and there's no audience member there's no yeah. cast members there's nobody there and like he's just standing in a ghost light but then all of a sudden spotlight comes up on him mm. he's completely naked yes the entire cast and crew are in the audience laughing at him taking pictures like just laughing it up it's i mean it's <laughs> hilarious so then he like wakes up out of this nightmare only to turn over and We just see an arm at this point. So, I I mean, I think we're maybe led to believe that it's supposed to be Sam, but it's not because they're having this big fight. It is Ellis. (laughs) So then he wakes up screaming and Julia comes in. She's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? You're having a nightmare? And he's like, oh, I dreamed it was opening night. And she goes, no, that's weeks away. Today's the invited dress. (laughs) Oh, so amazing.
2: I yeah, like I really thought Ellis was physically in this episode I mean, in this be. season oh, in- so well, much more. You said that we've still got several episodes left, though, so he very well could be. Maybe I I really thought he came in so much sooner, but maybe yeah. it's just like his name is still on everybody's lips. Yeah, who knows? Well, and- I mean. At this point,
1: Jerry's not in the storyline anymore. Right, right. So if Jerry comes back, maybe Ellis will come back or I don't know. I don't necessarily see room for Ellis to come back at this point, though.
2: I know. So I I don't know. I don't know why I remembered that, but I. I very much remembered him being in season two. It really could have just been his name you know? And his naked face. <laughs> yeah. Lying in bed, smiling at Tom. Poor Tom. <laughs> it was such a- the whole thing's a nightmare if <laughs> I ever heard one. Totally a nightmare. And Poor
1: Tom, because like he just went to bed after having been completely just yeah mortified by his entire cast and crew, just proving that he has no respect from anybody or love anymore, which is I yeah. think his worst fear is that yes. people won't love him yeah so then we go from his bed into ivy's bed yeah which is also occupied by derek yeah but it was like this weird kind of like oh i forgot to wake up sorry i'm usually gone by this time and she was like it's fine you just have to get out now because i've got to get ready Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then he's like you want to do drinks again tonight and she's like maybe i'll call you And which is something that he's never used to hearing. Yeah. So that was kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. And then Tom is freaking
2: out. Yeah. Which freaking out. Totally understandable. If you've never directed anything in your entire life, now you're directing the thing that you wrote. And your first, your directorial debut is also like, Broadway
1: it's also been completely full of missteps yes. and mistakes and, yes. you know, social disasters. So, yes. it's,
2: yeah. And some of the social, actually most of the social disasters were not your fault. Right. You know, I, I mean like they were all either Julia's fault or Derek's fault mm-hmm. or even in some cases, Eileen's. Yeah. Even though she either didn't know, like, or it like, wasn't yeah, her. I think that Eileen didn't know. I no, well, in know. some I mean, of the. the extent. Well, in some of the cases, mm. like, like, definitely with Nick, she knew what, oh. what that all was. Oh, but, I see that way. Okay. Yeah. You know, but like yeah. in, in some cases where like, um, she didn't know, like all that, what Jerry was doing and stuff behind the sure. scenes. And so some of that, like, she didn't know. So some of it, she did know. Some of it, she didn't know. Yeah. But it's like, poor Tom. None of the scandals are his. <laughs> oh man, no kidding. You know, he inherited a show that was just yeah. riddled in scandal and because of everyone he worked with.
1: That's already being portrayed as a bomb. Yes. I mean it's that and and he, okay. When someone wants to name their baby mm-hmm. a weirdo name. Yeah. It is important to remember that that child will not just be a baby their entire lives. They will grow up to be an actual human being that has right. social interactions and professional interactions. And if they have a weird name, that might, that might inhibit their success. Yes. Right. So with a name like Bombshell, you have to think, what are the critics gonna say? What can the critics say with right. a name like Bombshell right. if there's any issue at all with the opening of this show? Yes. So, in this case, they kind of put it on themselves. They did. It, it's a great name for it.
2: It is, but like, but. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, here, have a ton of jokes. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kablooey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but so Tom is freaking out this is the invited dress they do the invited dress and it's kind of disastrous they've mm-hmm. got issue after issue the doors don't open in one scene the fog you know envelops the stage in another Ivy's zipper gets stuck in the JFK scene and then when it does come out uh, the dress does does come off so does the slip underneath so mm-hmm. she's completely naked for the audience to see mm-hmm. which- was a complete wardrobe malfunction like this yes. was not planned no but now everyone is like I kind of liked it it kind of showed her vulnerability so yeah. maybe we should keep this in which is also kind of like a oh, I don't know this whole thing just makes me super uncomfortable right yes yeah um, and so essentially at this point they, oh and there was an injury so yes. Sam uh, Sam thinks that he might be going on for tonight because yes. he's one of the swings but he doesn't know. Ivy is like, you know, talking over the nudity part with Sam and Sam's like, maybe they didn't notice. And of course they did. And now Bobby and Jessica come running up with these reviews that say, you know, all of this stuff about her being nude, but it was all like really positive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then she's kind of like, oh, well, that's, that's great. Then she's not a stranger to doing nudity on stage. She says that she did a, a production of hair. But also in that same conversation, she said that she wasn't the only one that was naked. She was just one in a pack of people that were naked. So it wasn't as vulnerable. But in the next scene, that is actually, in that conversation, that's when Eileen, Julia, and Tom are kind of talking to her about whether or not she wants to keep the nudity in bombshell to which she says, you know, just let me think about it Mm -hmm. and and she'll get back to them. I think that's fair. Yeah, But it's just, it's a weird kind of, I don't know, oh I mean I would not be able to do that ever same same I do though see the artistic um idea behind it right right yeah yeah that Julie I think who mentions JFK is the only man in in Marilyn Monroe's life that actually treated her like an object yes so it would be Really apropos for her to be completely vulnerable in front of him. Well, she was she the wasn't. one
2: who treated. He was the one who treated her the most like an object. I think all light. of them did. Oh, sure. Well, that was the fifties, though, too. Yes,
1: where misogyny I, I think the, reigned.
2: Only sort of uh, slight. The only one of the her husbands who maybe like slightly he, he was better than the rest and saw her differently. He, he still just wanted her to be like one yeah. note, but he was at Joe least DiMaggio. did see her as a person was yeah. Joe DiMaggio because, yeah. you know, after she, she died, like he paid for everything, mm-hmm. um, delivered
1: flowers to her grave. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, it, it is, it, I think if we think about anything that happened in the fifties, women were not women didn't have their own agencies back then yeah Yeah. they were were either a daughter or a wife they Mm -hmm. couldn't be anything else because then you got into the whole spinster you know attitude where you know it it just wasn't acceptable that was to Mm -hmm. be shamed
2: Right. right and not
1: accepted and then you hit like the late 60s when all of a sudden feminists were like actually i'm much more than you than you had ever imagined that i could be and I don't actually care what you think anymore. And mm-hmm. so there then this this revolution did occur, but I think they were stuck in that area where you're right like Marilyn was incredibly progressive for the time. Yeah. She- she not only changed herself completely from who Norma Jean was to who Marilyn Monroe was, but even as Marilyn Monroe, she continually changed yes, she herself did. over and over again. You know, I'm not getting what I want with movies, so now I'm going to do theater. I'm not getting what I want with theater, so now I want to do this. You know, yeah. I- you know, I I want to produce now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I want, I want love and a picket fence, so I'll marry Joe DiMaggio, but he's yeah. treating me just like this woman that needs to be kept, and I'm more than that. So now I'll go with Arthur Miller, who doesn't care a lick about, me so you know it's it's this weird and awful she was just I think she was just ahead of her time and she she didn't fit yeah and she couldn't fit and that's the tragedy of it
2: yeah it's true stupid men no (laughs)
1: uh anyway so now going back to so we okay so we just had that conversation Mm -hmm. now at this point I'm going to go back a little bit because I was uh that was ahead a little bit, but after the invited dress, they've got the first preview set for the next day. Eileen thinks that they should cancel it and work on all of the things that went wrong. And there were a myriad of things and not just small things like a zipper getting stuck. Yeah, there was but, 14
2: problems. Yeah. Uh,
1: including the airplane not being on stage and the intermission being more than a half an hour long, it was 45
2: and- minutes long. Right.
1: <laughs> so there was just, there was a lot. And so Eileen and Julia think, yes, let's cancel. But Tom's like, no, if we cancel, it's just a glaring obvious spotlight on the fact that mm-hmm. I failed and I can't have that. So And I, the show
2: has already had all these reports of all totally. of its problems and this is just going to make it all look worse. Yeah,
1: Totally. And and Eileen says, yeah, it's, it's had its problems, but it will always have had its problems. So let's cancel tonight and work things through and then come back stronger. But Tom's like, no, 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 no. It's all about appearances. So- Eileen concedes and says you've got until three o'clock but if things aren't ready by three we're going to cancel the the preview Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um then they have the conversation with Ivy and she says she'll get back but Eileen actually does say to her you know it's this really emphasized Marilyn's vulnerability which Mm -hmm. then kind of made Ivy think even more about it um they work through all of the things and there is a great scene with Harry Dan Harada Tom (laughs) freaking out and Julia is there at that the end of the conversation but where Anne is like we fix this and this but let's open the curtain there's no plane yeah And, and they are still too long for the intermission and um there's still just a lot of things that need to be addressed Eileen comes she's like what's the verdict Tom is like everything's great everything worked out everything's fixed <laughs> <laughs> I wrote just Lire couldn't Lire, be on fire yeah it couldn't be less true it couldn't be less true but at this point in time Eileen leaves and Julia's like I've got an idea for cutting the time on the intermission and it was actually a great idea because it leads into the second act opening which is the um actor studio yes. scene what is that okay. one called did you write that down we, we've heard the song before i just can't remember the Hold name of it second. and i'll talk about a conversation while you're looking that up that okay. happens before this first preview between sam and ivy sam still hasn't heard whether or not he's going to be on tonight he still doesn't think so but ivy's like of course you're going to go on you're the best whatever ivy says my mom and then sam asks her about the nudity Ivy says, my mom thinks I should do it while I'm still young. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But Sam is like, don't do it. And Sam is like, if you do it, that's all you'll ever be thought of before. And then he, yeah. you know, references doing Take Me Out. And, you know, <laughs> he goes, do you even know what that show is about? And she's like, mm, all I remember is penis. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. I mean, you, you've got these shows that the nudity just supersedes everything else about, yeah. the, about the performance. Yeah. And that is what his worry for Ivy is, that she's going to be forgotten or undermined by the fact that she's showing more than she wants. But he also says they don't need to see you naked to feel you naked and says right. you're a good actress. Just rely on that. The um, song, the song yeah. title is called Dig Deep. Dig deep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam gets a phone call at the end of that conversation from his agent thinks he's going on. But no, because <laughs> uh then in the next scene and this i'm sorry i was way ahead of myself because i just watched it. everything is fresh so i'm just going (laughs) way ahead it's okay um because tom is talking to ivy about sam and she's like oh no 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 he's pissed yeah not on but tom's uh tom's excuse is that jordan's been in the show longer and that's why they're putting jordan on and not sam yeah understandable but it still sucks yeah um they are just about to start the first preview. Tom is saying, we almost have it done, but he's like, to to Julie, he's like, whose idea is this? (laughs) And that is when Julia comes up with this amazing idea to cut the intermission down, Uh, not cut it all together, but just cut it down so that it's not 45 minutes long, where she has all of the actors in the actor studio scene dig deep Mm -hmm. in the audience it's kind of brilliant, but at the same time, like those are $400 seats. So I wonder how they convinced the producer and the theater operators to like, let them have all of these seats in the orchestra section. But that's not, that's not something that I should be thinking as the audience member of smash,
2: right? Maybe it's, um, dynamic ticketing. Oh, maybe, maybe, Mm -hmm. Um, which
1: is like the lottery tickets and stuff like that, or like comps that are sometimes available last minute.
2: Well, well that, and also the way that they, the way that they price the seats, they, they change it. They, they break it up into segments. Mm -hmm. So, so even if, you know, the seats, sometimes the seats that we think are the best seats are not necessarily the best seats. And so then they can charge, you know, like. $600 for some seat that you'd be like, that's the better. Yeah, no, that's true. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Sometimes being front row center, you don't have the best view of what's going on on stage. Yeah. You you might be right for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Ivy still hasn't decided mid show whether or not she's going to go on. And so it's basically going to be a surprise for everybody involved, including like,
2: herself. Cause including she's like, herself. I feel like I, I'll just know in the moment. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> I mean, not fun, but <laughs> <laughs> so we get to that moment in the scene. And she pulls up her slip strap and lets the dress go, but the slip stays on. So we think no nudity Mm -hmm. and then they go into, so this song is finished. They go into the scene where JFK gets up to leave and she's like, where are you going? And he says, I'm getting on a plane. Well, I'll come with you. You can't come because, you know, Jackie's going to be with me. And, And she said, why are you staying with her when you've got me? Well, you're not exactly first lady material. I'm basically telling you the exact wording of the scene itself. Like this, yeah. is, uh, this is everything that happened in the scene. Yes. And you see Marilyn, Ivy get up off the bed. She's wrapped in a sheet at this point, And she said, come back to bed and I'll show you how worth it it would be essentially. And yeah. she takes that moment to drop the sheet. Yeah. The audience gasps. And you see JFK's character turn around make the decision to leave and exit. And then you see her wrap herself up quickly again. Yeah. And there's the vulnerability. Yeah. But it was, I loved, I actually really loved that because it made it so that the nudity was her choice and yes,
2: choice, So she yeah. did
1: it in power, but you also get the vulnerability because of the rejection.
2: Yeah, I I got upset when When it looked like Ivy wouldn't do it and everyone got disappointed. That pissed me off. Me too. Well, I think
1: because Eileen certainly did, I think, look more disappointed. Tom had, I think, the better reaction because he was like, oh, but then he was like, no, that was good. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. That was your decision.
2: But yeah, Eileen and Julia's reaction
1: upset me. A little bit, especially as women. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, okay, so after the first preview, this is the front of the theater, now they're outside. Sam comes up to talk to Tom and Tom is like, you okay? And Sam is like, you know what? This is your night, so we'll just talk tomorrow. But Tom's like, no, no, let's have it. And Sam ultimately decides he doesn't, You know, he's talking about how he feels after eight Broadway shows, he's moving backward at this point. He's going from featured player in a, in a tour to the swing And let me just also preface this by saying that there is nothing wrong with being a swing. Those people work harder than anybody else in the show because they're learning like three or four tracks. And they know, I mean, they could be going on for two different tracks in one show.
2: It's it's, it's really heinous what the industry does to people. Like you should have way more swings than what they have. And you should
1: also have them in more diversity. I remember seeing the production of- rock of ages mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the woman and i can't remember the character's name but the woman that was initially I know nothing played- about that show <laughs> that's all right um but the initial character in the show is played by this beautiful big brassy black woman mm-hmm. you know belting her beautiful face off right yes he was out mm-hmm. and so in her place was the swing but the swing was white but she's also kind of singing and doing all of, and wearing this like headdress that's very Afrocentric. It's just everything about the performance itself. You kind of knew that something was off by her being white in that role. And so it was like, all you needed was one black woman swing to do that role and any of the other roles because it really didn't matter if you changed out white for black in any of the other roles, but like this particular role, it mattered. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, yeah, I digress.
2: <laughs> but, not really, because it's no, a problem,
1: it is a problem, and it's a huge problem. But yeah. also, I feel like swings do not get the credit that they Mm-mm. absolutely deserve, yeah they absolutely deserve yeah they yeah. are They are constantly like you look at it and you're like well they're not even in the show if they're not called on they're superhuman swings they are superhuman i would never have been able to wrap my head around that many tracks i mean no. like they've just got these bibles and they're like they just like flip through the pages and they're like okay i'm ready and I'm like, I would
2: be like, wait, what am I supposed to do in this scene? And I don't remember. And like, where am I supposed to do my quick change? Listen, I would have effed up the whole thing. I'd have totally. been tripping over people. I'd have been bumping into people. <laughs> it would have been a mess. There is a definitely a special kind of
1: person that plays yeah. the swing role best. Mm-hmm. I am not one of them. And I I think for me, at least, it is because I need to feel ultra prepared for every contingency and I can't do that if I'm juggling all of these different tracks but anyway yeah because you
2: you you just had when you did the the tours you had two tracks it was my
1: ensemble track that I did every single night and then I understudied Madame Morrible yeah Wicked and then Carlotta in um Phantom. Phantom but and it is it is slightly similar to being a swing in that you never know when you're going to be going on. Sometimes, you know, because it's like a vacation day. So you get some heads up, but a lot of, a lot of the times it's just ring ring. Every time that phone rang, my stomach would just drop. (laughs) It was exciting. But at the same time, it was like, Oh crap, (laughs) I'm going to poop myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like where your intestines just turn to water. You're like, yeah, this is the worst, but it's also really exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, so I would rehearse during the week for my cover track Mm -hmm. and the swings would always be in rehearsals with us as well. And they would just be, you know, like, okay, you're on as this track today, you're on as this track today, you're on as this track today, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not like that we're not prepared but there's something very different about doing the show every single night and knowing exactly what your traffic is from backstage on stage right. and backstage again, Yes, knowing, you know, how long it takes you to do the quick change and which foot to start with first, like just that kind of information yeah. is the stuff that I need <laughs> I, every, every show. And, and it, they, I did have one quick change from my mob. At the top of the show you're we're all in our mob gear at the Mm -hmm. top of wicked uh and then when we exit we turn into the shiz students Mm -hmm. and then come back on for shiz Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and that was a quick change for me Mm -hmm. but every single city new dresser i would i would go please can we work on this quick change together (laughs) and it was you know they expected us to do it but like each time I made it you know like I was like okay this is what I need from you you Mm -hmm. let me know what you need from me so that we're just on the same page because it was always just so anxious you know for me It's understandable Always so anxious that way as well yeah anyway all that to say that even though Sam is just a swing right now there's no such thing as just a swing that's That's right It's a, that is a role that is incredibly important to the backbone of a Broadway show. Yep. Um, But he feels that this is a degeneration in his career. And he also, I think there is some emotional and, um, you know, personal feelings here as well. So he has decided to leave the show and say, you know, I, I, and he actually said, I would rather be unemployed than to work for you.
2: Yeah.
1: So that was tough that was a tough pill tough pill to swallow yeah (laughs) um and he goes and tom kind of sticks around he's got plans for drinks with the other producers and julia with eileen and julia but says hang on we'll meet you there because he wants to see ivy at the stage door and so cute yeah and she's incandescent and it's just this wonderful really signing
2: autographs and Yeah. yeah People like calling her name, Ivy.
1: Here's my (laughs) thing. So now they're at drinks afterward, and Tom does the thing that he should never do ever, and he was warned about, and that is to check the reviews. So he pulls up his phone and googles Marilyn Bombshell Wednesday preview. Like just four random words. And all that comes up is a New York times article, but it is not a New York times article about bombshell. It is a New York times article written by Richard about hit list.
2: And it, and it's, it, it, it is, it is, it, it should have been. Okay. So this is technically like what Eileen was vying for, but like, definitely not. In the way no, that it happened. No, well,
1: in in her mind, she would have been in the position of Hit List in this article, yes, and not in the position of of Bombshell. So essentially, yes. he pit the two shows against each other, saying yes. that they were both equally inspired by Marilyn Monroe's reinvention, mm-hmm. but that Bombshell is in the past, yes. and Hit List is most definitely the future. Yes glowing review for hit list and yes. we'll talk about their reaction to reading this review when we talk through that show mm-hmm. but this was a huge gut punch yes eileen grabs her bag and leaves is too kind a word
2: storms she- out Stormed out and it, and this is before it gets to the part that's even more heartbreaking she didn't even listen to um Tom finish and that's, and the end of the article is, is the way that Tom finds out that Julia has been a consultant on hit list because she didn't tell him Yeah, that she was doing it. And then he's, I mean, he's just heartbroken. Yeah. He's heartbroken. And he's because like, he's
1: feeling betrayed. Not well, absolutely.
2: Only Sam I mean, at left. least tell him. Right.
1: She, Sam just I, left. Ivy's not really his friend right now. And now Julia who, for better or worse, is basically a marriage, has yes. now betrayed him as well.
2: And Scott, Scott's there w- yeah. having drinks with them. Because he came to
1: see the first preview. Yes. So you can see that he's super excited. But at the same time, it's like he's watching this combustion yes. occurring directly in front of him. Yeah. Tom leaves, but before leaving, says, maybe you should stay with your boyfriend tonight. Yeah. Meaning Scott. Mm-hmm. And he goes oh man what that was like the scene that I was like oh my gosh no
2: it's really sad
1: so sad yeah
2: like oh, you should I mean you should have at least given them a heads up right I no I can't I I'm I'm shocked she I don't understand why she didn't tell well
1: me. I think I do understand it I think because each time she was going to be going to work with them he would be like he would be freaking out about bombshell So I don't know that there was ever in Julia's mind, a good time to to tell him this because she didn't want to add something else to his plate that didn't need to be there. And I also don't think that Julia expected to get credit for Hit List. Right. I don't think she, I mean, even herself, she didn't take on the role as dramaturg. She was a consultant. She didn't expect to be named as a co-writer in this thing. So, uh, you know that was also a big huge surprise maybe we'll see what happens with that in episode 12 i'm sure we'll see what happens with that in episode 12. but that was really really sad
2: yeah so at the end
1: of at the end of the episode but also at the end of this bombshell section excuse me i just drank some really fast and then i had to burp a little (laughs) (laughs) um ivy is going home and derek is sitting there on her stoop and she's basically like, I didn't call you. And he's like, oh no, he said, I, you didn't call me. And she was like, and yet here you are. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, you know, this thing is just casual, right? And he's like, oh yeah, but he answers quickly. And I think that's going to be a theme we'll talk about in the hit side of this Yeah. She answers too quickly with it's just casual. And then yeah. she said, and he like goes to set an alarm for 3 AM so that he can get up and leave. And she turns mm-hmm. off the alarm and she goes why don't you come upstairs? Uh,
2: and that's that. No, the con confrontation. Eileen back at her office. Oh my gosh, how did I miss that? <laughs> because I ran out of room and I didn't want to use another page. <laughs> okay, you're right. Go ahead. I'll yeah. Let you so, um, what happens? Eileen storms out. She goes back to her office. Richard meets her there. I'm actually not sure if they had a date or if she called him specifically. I can't remember. I mean, they were just there at the office together. So who knows? And then um, she just lays into him and is like, this is not, this is not what I wanted. And, and, and because he begins the conversation basically saying, you know, well, I thought you wanted publicity for the show. And she was like, who in their right mind would want this for publicity for the show? This is terrible. You said our show was a thing of the past, right? you, and- you gave Hitlist this glowing review, and you basically just torpedoed my show. You know what you've done? And what's interesting, though,
1: is I, I think that he truly believes he wrote a good story for both of them.
2: Yeah. Which like anyone reading it, I mean, she literally says, What producer in their yeah. right mind? She that's uh, those yeah. are actually her words, <laughs> would want this. <laughs> it's and terrible. And so. then she she turns around and she's looking at the bombshell marquee and it's just so sad. You can just see everything just falling apart in front of
1: her and, and all of the sacrifices that she's made up to this yeah. point have now are, are now meaningless. Yes. I mean, I hope that that's not the case. I yeah. guess we'll find out, but
2: I don't, I mean, have hope. Guess, that's all I'm going to tell yeah. you. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean,
1: I, I see that there's like a Tony episode coming yes. up. So I imagine that there's got to be at least a little bit of hope,
2: um, <laughs> but it's like one of those things, cause I've never been influenced by, by a review. Yeah. W- yeah. We talked about this on the last one. I mean, I am influenced by reviews by friends of mine who have gone to see a show. Yes. But like, I'm not going to run to the New York Times or X, Y, or Z paper and and see what they have to say. It's usually my friends who I feel like have similar tastes, know Mm -hmm. what I will like. Right. And I'm like, what did you think? Did you see this show? What did you think? Those are the people I I listen to.
1: That's exactly right. So like the fact that, I mean, and and we do episodes about this all the time where the yes. critics do make 100% of the difference. If it's a bad review, they're done. I mean, yes. we have talked about shows that have closed after opening night because the yes. review was bad. Yes. So I guess that is a real condition and a real fear to have, but it just doesn't make any sense to me.
2: But- it's, And some it's in some cases, different. it still gets people to go see. I mean- That's it, true. The- Horrendous history of Spider Man. I mean, people, (laughs) it was so spectacularly crazy. Mm -hmm. That's why people went to go see that musical. consider also that they never made money on it
1: the only reason they couldn't be the only reason they were able to even stay open so that people could keep coming was because they had a big backer
2: yeah yeah
1: you know what i mean so it's like you know if they if the company doesn't have that and certainly eileen rand does not no no that show is closed yeah
2: yeah i mean P- the people that went to see Spider-Man turn off the dark, went to see Spider-Man turn off the dark because of all of its problems yeah. and its crazy backstory. And I'm sure that show literally yeah. never could have made its money back because, no. because the budget had ballooned. So uh, like they're not words large enough <laughs> Yes, <laughs> for me to, to speak to the budget on that show and how, Absolutely not balls, it is. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I'm um, sure also
1: that the producers were kind of w- they were putting those stories out there so yes. that they could get that like the morbidity audience. Yes. The yes. Audience that wants to see someone get hurt, that wants to see something fail. It's stayed open
2: for two years. It's
1: insane to me. And there yeah. were so many injuries and so many lawsuits. I just I mean, that really is yeah. <laughs> outrageous.
2: I really do wish that was a show. The making of it? Yeah, I want, I want, I want like a six or eight parter, <laughs> like docudrama, you know, where somebody's playing you two, and somebody's playing Julie Taymor, and somebody's <laughs> playing what's his face who wrote the book we read, uh, Glenn yeah. Berger. That's what I want. It could be like a noises off kind of play on it. Oh, I was gonna say more. Uh, cause it's like an it's episodic actually would true.
1: actually work really well. I mean, yeah, I, that's
2: what I'm saying. To be honest, I don't want to see a docu
1: drama it. I want to see the docu series on it. Like, I want to see an actual documentary. With these actual people and actual film they'll never do it that's why i'm saying that
2: but that's why i was like i if i if i can get anything i'll take you docudrama (laughs) because i know i'm never getting even though there's footage yeah there's documentary footage we're never getting that so i'm like maybe we can at least get a docudrama it can be a six (laughs) or eight parter that like i want something sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) i can get behind that Oh, shall we meander over to hit list? Let's do it. Let's shimmy over. <laughs> so Karen is still with Jimmy. Yeah. I guess I don't know why I'm surprised, but I am.
2: You're just annoyed. I am annoyed. Completely understandable.
1: But he, she's like, she comes downstairs and sees that he's still awake is what she's basically said. You know, yes. you've been working on this for how many days now? Have you slept? And he's like, not Adderall and Red Bull is what his c- cocktail of, of drugs of choice are there so that he can stay up and write a song for the diva that doesn't then take away from karen and jimmy but the two of them are talking about you know that uh derek is definitely going to hold a grudge especially now that karen has put this ultimatum to him to stop treating her like an object uh and you can see also that karen is now starting to become nervous about this as well yeah um Anna and Karen have a conversation before the rehearsal that day and she's like you know I'm just worried that they're going to take away my numbers and Anna's like I'm not going to let that happen Mm. we'll find about that later that's a bit of foreshadowing there okay also in this conversation with Anna she tells Karen that she's worried about the coke that she found that karen yeah. found in jimmy's pocket so yes. karen has told anna about the coke she found
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and the fact that he hasn't slept and so then jimmy comes in and anna goes away and karen and jimmy are having a conversation oh no Derek, karen and Derek, where she's like are you okay <laughs> and Derek is like yeah i'm fine i'm, I'm like just playing off like nothing's yeah, that's happening. weird we also discover that Richard is coming to watch the stumble through of this so that he can do this article. Yes. We also discover a little bit later, but I forgot to write it down later. So I'm gonna mention it now that he essentially has already written this article uh, but he's just waiting to see the stumble through to see whether or not he's going to, to publish it. Yeah. So he's already had this idea and we already know what that article is because we talked about it with the bombshell side, Mm -hmm. but he already wrote this story, including both bombshell and hit list at the beginning of the episode, just if that helps all of our timelines. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jimmy sings through the new song. Derek says he really likes the new song, but Kyle, and this is also something important to remember. And I mentioned it during the bombshell side, Kyle is like, nope, he doesn't like it. And Julie is like, what, what are you talking about? He said he loves it. And Kyle's like, no, he said it too fast. Mm-hmm. Normally, if he's being honest, he'll take his time. He'll think it over, he'll yeah. brood a little bit and then he'll answer. If he answers fast, it means he's saying the opposite of what he feels.
2: Yes. Um, it's interesting yeah. to me that Kyle has picked up on this after only working with him for like a couple of months mm-hmm. and Julia has been working for him with him much longer yeah. and didn't pick up on it. Do you know why I think the difference is because I also thought about this too. Yeah. Um, Kyle is a
1: wallflower. Hmm. He, like me, we like to sit and observe and we pick up all the information that we need so that we can use it further. Yeah. But Julia's not like that. Julia is intense, but she's always in her head. She's anxious about things. She's anxious about what she's doing and how she is perceived. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't look at other people because she's just constantly just in her little her little bubble. Yeah. But Kyle has this innate uh, ability to. See someone for who they are which is why i also think he is still with jimmy because he does yes. see some redeeming quality about jimmy even mm-hmm. though jimmy has turned into what he has at this point mm-hmm. um but that he's you know kyle is willing obviously to stay with him so i have to trust that kyle is doing it for a reason because i trust kyle right yeah, yeah. and as an audience i think that we're supposed to do that but that's why i think kyle was able to pick up on it what i love is that Kyle would never have said anything before until he gained confidence through his work with Scott and Julia.
2: yeah, yeah. And
1: through the mentorship that they provided to him. So the fact that he's even speaking up at this point is kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah. And it also shows that he's very, very smart um, and very observant. Derek and Julia Uh, Derek comes over at the end of that little conversation and Julia's like, you just don't seem like yourself. And Derek says he doesn't feel connected to the work anymore Mm -hmm. or to like this show. And Julia thinks it's because he's had this fallout with Karen. It is, it is, but I don't know why Julia knows that, which is weird. So that was the weird part for me Um, because she wouldn't
2: have been in the room when they had that little fight well, she did say, I don't know what's gone on between you and okay. Karen. Okay. I, maybe I missed that part. Mm-hmm. Um, but but she she did see, you know, Karen with Jimmy and she was like, yeah. she knows Derek well enough it's to know two two like together. he's. He's feeling he, put out. Yeah.
1: He's feeling abandoned <laughs> by his muse. Uh, But Julia says, you know what, when I broke things off with Michael, it gave me the opportunity to see bombshell with completely clear eyes. Mm -hmm. And she gives the idea to Derek of doing a run through before the stumble through so that he can see with, with new fresh eyes, the show that he has so that he can make any changes that he needs or wants before the stumble through. So that's what they are going to do. I think that's really a great idea. Yeah. They run through the show. Derek says it's brilliant but he has loads of ideas and i actually really like the ideas that he oh me too so the first thing he was like listen i i want to try something with flashbacks so that the beginning of the show is like sunset boulevard where you start with the ending but we don't know what's happening yes and so of course karen and jimmy are like no that's i mean we're gonna give it all away if we tell them who it was but in this I think it was brilliant. So now, so the beginning of the show is going to be Anna as the diva coming down the stage, dancers all of around her, but she's gonna be singing a cappella, the reprise of Broadway Here I Come, mm-hmm. and then at the end, raising a gun, shooting whoever. We don't know who that is yet. We yeah. not know until the end of the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then bright lights, lights go down, and then we start the show as written. Yeah everyone thinks this is a brilliant idea including myself (laughs) yes me too yeah Jimmy and Karen and Karen is like but that's my favorite song (laughs) anyway I'm sorry she's just was such a child in that moment yeah they both were they both were um so now they're both feeling a little butt hurt (laughs) (laughs) I love that phrase I think it's so funny um and but and we'll, we'll find out more about that later, because then we go to Scott, who is <laughs> like, it's a little bit late to be making these structural changes. Are you yeah. sure that we want to do this before Richard comes to write this review, or this uh, article for us? Um And to which Jimmy basically is like, no, we shouldn't make these changes. It's ridiculous. And Derek is like, changes happen in theater all the time.
2: Right, Um, this is is what a workshop is. Right,
1: exactly. And Scott is kind of, you can see that he's starting to feel a little bit less than confident about the trio again, but he's like, listen, we gotta be on the same page here. So this is the first time I'm artistic directing for this theater and uh, my neck's on the line here, just as much as yours. And so then Kyle, or no, Jimmy is like, okay, Kyle, what do you think, man? Mm-hmm. We'll go with your decision. So Kyle is like, I agree with Derek. Yeah. So now Jimmy's mad at Kyle. Surprise.
2: Yeah. <sighs> but Kyle did what was best for the show. Kyle did well, because it, we yeah. it very much mirrors what happened with what happened with Tom. Mm-hmm. In some ways, what happened with Tom and Ivy. Sure. Whereas I still don't like what Tom decided. And in this case, I'm very like- happy with what Kyle decided. Yes. I don't like the way he decided it and let it happen. Who, Kyle? Tom.
1: Yes, yes, no, for I agree. ID. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But the decision was a good one. The decision was a sound one. Right, right. So in this case, the decision is also a sound one. And it went about in a way that is perfectly acceptable for yes, a workshop, is. you know, a workshop experience. Yes. Um, Jimmy and Kyle now have a big blowout where Jimmy's like, we're supposed to be a team, but Kyle is like, but it's only when you have the idea and my ideas are shot down with not a second thought. Yeah. And he's like, maybe Derek is right. And maybe it's you. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy's like, Derek's just jealous of Karen. And so are you. Which actually might be true because Jimmy's not a very good friend to Kyle. And when it comes to adding anybody else into his life, he basically excludes his best friend from childhood in favor of another person. And Karen is that other person right now. Yeah. But Kyle's like, whatever, you know, this is what it is now. This is what is the, for the good of the show. And I don't care what you say anymore.
2: And he said, and, and he said, I'm good at this now. I'm good at this. And I was super proud of him. Me too, me too,
1: because he is good at it. Yeah. Because he also has, he had, he already had the Mm talents. It just needed to be cultivated. Yeah, Now it's cultivated. Now he has the confidence and he also has a voice for it. Yes. So yes, you are good now, but he's Mm -hmm. he's just done now. He's just like, I don't care what you have to say anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Now they do the stumble through with Richard Anna goes to Karen is like, I'm really sorry that that happened that way. And Karen goes, it'll go back once Derek changes his mind about how he feels about me. Um, And he only gave it to you to get back at me. To which Anna responds, are you kidding me? And I wrote rude, Karen. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Like, let's think about what you're saying before you actually say it. Because Mm -hmm. Anna is actually very talented in her own right. Yes. And she deserves what she is getting right now. Yes, she does. You might not like it because it affects you. Yes. But what did Anna say? Because I didn't write it down, but it was something like. It it was something
2: about like, you know, I. It's like, you know, she she felt like she could struggle i guess on her own or like put herself down but like she never expected that from from karen well
1: that that was exactly it was kind of a quid pro quo type of situation where anna was perfectly happy and content to support you while you were the lead yes but now that anna is kind of the lead now too Mm -hmm. karen is unwilling to do that for her friend. yeah oh it was and it was maddening But Anna's like, it's not my fault, but now I'm going to take it because I deserve it. That's right. So there you go. Right? Yeah. So then Karen finds Derek and is like, um, Derek is like, what did you think? And Karen is like, did you give me Marilyn because of my talent or because you wanted to sleep with me? Yeah. Maybe not the right time. You should have probably asked before this. Yes. Just saying. Um, and Derek was like talent, and Karen was said
2: you answered that too fast. Yes, because she also mm-hmm. that was the note that that was the moment we all knew she also picks up she picked yeah. up on how he operates. Yeah, oh yeah.
1: Uh, and then Karen is basically like, after this, we will never work together again. Yeah, and leaves. So then Derek, before she leaves, I'm sorry, because Derek then says, "Hey, um, just so you're on the same page as I am, did you know?" that Jimmy doesn't have a social security number and Collins isn't his real last name. And he had to borrow money from me to pay off a drug debt. And he's probably got a lot more that he's hiding besides all of that. And Karen just leaves, but then she goes and confronts Jimmy, which is what I was waiting for. (laughs) I know. And asks about the money and the drugs. Not just the drugs that Derek mentioned, but the drugs that she found in his pocket.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh,
1: And Jimmy is, Jimmy doesn't say anything except I'm not doing this. Classic Jimmy. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: And he's basically saying, I'm not going to talk about my past. My past is that back there. This is who I am now. Yeah. But she's like, I need to know who you are because i care about you and if we're going to have a future together if we're going to be together for a long time which is what i want i need to know who you are
2: yeah and he just says he can't yeah and so then he, she's like all I right think he actually even just said sorry yeah I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: So that's done in the, in the midst of this is also when Kyle discovers that the article has been written. So he's reading it to the cast. So you've got this juxtaposition of like the whole rest of the cast, super high, super excited. And then there's Karen and Jimmy, mm-hmm. you know, over here having this conversation now. And I love this part. <laughs> bad guy is waiting outside. Bad guy. Anna comes out and bad guy is like, Hey, um, uh, do you know, Jimmy Collins? And she's like, yeah, but he left. And he goes, oh man, I just, I wanted to tell him how excited I am for this show. And I congratulations. Hated this. I, I wanted to punch him. <laughs> totally. But now Anna looks at him with stars in her I eyes. I didn't like that at I all. I was so her. angry. Me yeah. too. Because now we've got bad guy back in the picture, but Anna is going to be the device to get him there. Which sucks. It does suck. I
2: don't enjoy it. Because I
1: really like Anna. I don't want her to turn into this divisive thing. You know. But at the same time, I also do want some things for Jimmy. I want his truth to come out so that we can just get past the whole brooding chip on the shoulder thing. It's so annoying. I know.
2: But that's it. That's the end of the episode. That's it. That's what we know. Yeah. That's what we know so far. This episode was called, <laughs> I forgot to say the title at the, the top. It is called The Dress Rehearsal. I
1: almost wrote it down, too, because I was like, I should probably write these down. And I was like, nope, that's Ebony's job.
2: (laughs) Song titles and show titles. That's her. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to our podcast, Theater Geeks Anonymous. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Way. and on Facebook at Theater Geeks Anonymous if you want to tell us how much you love us or you have a great story about one of the shows we've talked about, drop us a note at TGABWAY at gmail.com. Until, Until next time, time geeks. geeks.